Ooh, welcome everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. I have on Zoom with me right now, William Butler, and he played Michael in Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. How you doing, Billy? Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Scotty, Slasher Scotty. <laughs> Thank Very you. happy to be here. I'm glad to have you on. We, you know, like you said earlier before we started recording, we've rescheduled this about two times, and we finally yeah, yeah. made it happen. I know it's been absolutely crazy, but I'm very, very happy to be here. Not a problem. So the first question I got for you is, uh, how did you get your start into acting? Well, I uh, I was an actor when I was little in local theater in mm-hmm. uh, in a small town that I was from, and then I, I wasn't sure if I was good enough or if I was going to be able to focus on it, and I. Uh, Moved to Los Angeles. I started working at John Beekler's makeup shop where I worked on movies like The Ghoulies and Spellcaster, Robojocks and From Beyond. And, um, you know, just being around the set, I realized that I probably could pull it off. And um, not long after that, I started auditioning for stuff. John Beekler directed the Friday the 13th film. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting a part in it. And, um, and then I just kept working from there. And at a certain point, I, I didn't do any effects. I just I acted for about 13 or 14 years before I started writing and directing. I loved it. It was amazing. That is great. I, I love writing as well. I'm a published author myself. And speaking oh, of cool. books, I, I know you have a book coming out. So can you uh, let the viewers and listening audience know uh, what the book is about and when and where it can be purchased? Yes, it's uh, it's called Tawdry Tales and Confessions from Horror's Boy Next Door. It talks about my journey from the moment that I came to LA and ran out of money in five minutes and was living in my car, not knowing what to do, to working my way up to uh, you know living in a multi-million dollar house, building it all up, losing it all, uh, working with every in every horror mm-hmm. franchise and uh, and just loving every minute of it. It's uh, put out by Dark Inc. You can look up on Dark Inc. It's yeah. uh, their website. It's um, on sale now and it ships on May first. And uh, I'm extraordinarily proud of it because I think it, I think it turned out okay. I think you guys are going to really like it. I have a lot That's of stories awesome. in there from Friday the 13th and from Chainsaw Massacre and Night of the Living Dead and the Ghoulies and all the time I spent living in Rome working for Empire Pictures and uh, all of the dirty details of all the good, bad, and ugly actors that I have had the good fortune of working with and all the times that I have been good, bad, and ugly. So <laughs> that's, I, that's I, awesome. I, I kept it, I kept it even with everyone. That's awesome. I can't wait to actually read that myself. I mean, I, I'm a big fan, especially of autobiographies and especially yeah. of actors that, you know, obviously that I know and that are in things that I like, obviously I'm a huge Friday the 13th fan. Yeah, um, me too. Long, long story short, I, uh, I, the first horror movie I watched was at age six and it was Friday the 13th part seven. That was oh, the very no first way. movie I ever <laughs> saw. Like first That's horror cool. movie I ever saw. And it got me I right from there I had to watch them all from start to finish. Yeah. And it got I, me uh, and all that. Yeah. I was a massive, massive horror fan. Mm-hmm. So for me to even get into one of these projects yeah. was just so, so mm-hmm. cool. 
And then I ended up being in all of them except for the Halloween franchise. And I guess I'm still young enough to get maybe one of these days get killed by Michael Myers. Who knows? I don't know. That'd be awesome. You know, (laughs) they seem to like killing me. So uh, I don't know what that's about me, but yeah. (laughs) So before we get into the Friday the 13th stuff, I have one more uh, question, obviously, because you have a new new show that's out. We were supposed to uh, originally going to uh, promote it before it aired, but now from what I understand, it has already started airing, right? It's called yes. Resonator Miskatonic You. Yes, and I'm very happy to tell you that people love it. And I can't awesome. even tell you uh, how uh, I was scared to death because it's a huge mm-hmm. undertaking. Episode one and episode two are playing on Amazon Prime right now. Okay. Uh, I worked in 1984. I worked on the original From Beyond, which was directed by a very close friend of mine by the name of Stuart Gordon. He'd also done Reanimator. And uh, I do stuff for Charlie Band every now and at Full Moon. And he said, what do you want to do that's sort of an ongoing series? And since Stuart had recently passed, and I just insanely love him so much, I said, let's pay homage to him. We could never, ever be as cool as he was. Or certainly, um, you know, there's just, you know, he has his own thing. But, you know, I couldn't help but to be uh, influenced by certainly his taste and his art direction in the original film so while our show is not a it's not a retelling or a reboot there's definitely a lot of mm-hmm. art direction wise reflection in there and you know we we try to make something for charlie's platform and for amazon prime uh that is ongoing and um i i can say i think we pulled it off i would say 90 percent of the reviews and the fan feedback that we're getting is phenomenal. I've read things where they say they think it's the best thing that Full Moon has done in 20 years. And that makes me feel really good. Certainly not taking away from the other stuff on there, which is also good, but it we really did try to do something that felt different than the average sort of Full Moon um, uh, content. And I think we did it. And so I'm really proud of it. And I can't wait to do more. We're gonna do part three and part four this summer early mm-hmm. summer um and if you watch it you'll be really happy because there's somebody very special at the end of part two that gets introduced and he's gonna be a part of the show and i can't wait to give him all kinds of crazy things to do too that's awesome i i definitely yeah. I, I didn't check it out yet but i definitely will be checking it out maybe cool. this week or next or this upcoming weekend next weekend um, Thank I'm, you. I'm usually busy with work and everything throughout the week, but uh, I definitely yes. want to get give it a ch- uh, give it a look see because I know it's something that I would be interested in. I did look at the trailer you gave me, and it actually Thank looks uh, really really good. So I really want to look you. into that. And let anybody listening to this on the podcasting platforms that you're listening on, or if you're watching it on YouTube, the video version of this interview, please check it out. It uh, I didn't watch it, so I can't verify, but I'm guaranteeing you it's going to be great. And give it a give it a look see, and uh, definitely. Uh, let us all know in the comments of what you think about it. Yeah. I can't wait to do that. Yeah, myself. I, I mean, I did. I didn't reinvent the wheel, but if you like pretty girls and slime and <laughs> rubber monsters and uh, old school eighty vibe, then yes, then you get your money's worth just from that alone. That uh, <laughs> we we definitely hit all those marks. You know, I'm That's no awesome. Alfred Hitchcock. I'm no Stuart Gordon, and no, have, nor have I ever claimed to be. But I, I definitely didn't screw this one up. I don't think it That's feels awesome. it feels really good to be 
getting so much love, you know, there's a, we horror fans are a very particular group. We like what we like and we don't like, you know, and then there's the slasher people and then there's the, you know, slow burn horror people. And, you know, we're all different audiences, but it just feels good to finally have something that it seems like a large amount of people like, but that's awesome. Keep our finger. Keep our fingers crossed that it stays that way. That's awesome. And the good thing about that is that even there's everybody, like you said, they like the slasher form. They like the monster movies. Yeah. And all that. But all together, we're all in a horror family, which makes us all unique and all together. Yeah. You know, it's funny. uh, There's one person, you know, some of these YouTube people, uh, they are, they do kind of do a character where it's like their thing where they rip projects to shreds and and there is one guy i can't think of the name of it it is not hard to find to just ripped me and full moon a new asshole for doing this and uh you know it's the one thing that really bums me out about uh, that we we sometimes kill each other you know yeah. i can really tell you very genuinely that this silly project was put together with so much love and respect mm-hmm. for stuart and for the genre um, I just wish I could be one of those people that doesn't get their hurt, their feelings hurt mm-hmm. by uh, by horrific reviews, not bad yeah. reviews. Like you know, get it's out okay of town. getting the constructive criticism reviews. Yeah, that always is good I to see. But he oh. burned my ass bad, and I just was like, oh my god. You know, the, the in the day that From Beyond was made, I worked on it. We worked for three months, and we had two million dollars to make the movie. Do you know how much time they give you on these things now? It's like sometimes it's a miracle that it even cuts together. So yeah. it's hard to not get bent out of shape. But that's just me whining as a narcissist, wanting everyone to love me. So anyway. Right. I, I, I get feel it. I'm I the same way. Yeah. It's just like, uh, uh, why? Why? You know, it's like, what did we do wrong? You know, but anyway, right. that's just me. Want- if a million people love me. I think it's great. If one person hates me, I want to know why. I'm obsessed, you know? <laughs> so, exactly. anyway. so going into Friday the 13th now, what was your audition like for Part 7, The New Blood? What was funny, uh, it's in my book. Uh, there's a ton of stuff about the process, but basically, Beekler, I went to Beekler's shop, and he said, hey, I have an acting thing I think you're going to like. Can, can you go in my office and read the script in there? and Don't tell anyone about it. I was like, okay. So I went in there and I read it and it was a, a movie called Birthday Bash mm-hmm. and I was reading it and it was good, uh, but it had a killer in it that had a hockey mask on. And I was like, it came out of his office. I was like, well, it's, it's really good, but like, I mean, the hockey mask thing's already been done. Like, why would you guys do that? It really feels like a Friday the 13th movie. He's like, that's because it is a Friday the 13th movie. So they were kind of secretly putting the project together and originally, the part that I read for was this kind of dumb rock and roll guy. And, you know, I went in several times. I went like eight times. And, you know, by that time, I was I kind of had the market cornered on, uh, you know, dopey uh, yuppies. And I think they saw me in something else, a TV show that I had done, Murphy Brown. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're just like a cracker guy. Don't be a rocker. Like, it's better for you just to be a dork. It was a very, you know, small part, but... It's a small part, but I ended up being in the entire film. So I was there. I was there the whole time that they were filming. And it really, it springboarded me into um, being this like dopey guy next door in like almost every horror franchise. And I was, I loved every minute of it. I'm I'm not, certainly not. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm sad that I'm no longer uh, the guy next door. Now I'm, I'm not the old man next door. Now I could be maybe <laughs> the old grandpa, the old grandpa next door. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it was great. It was, it was great. I went into audition. You know, it was the silliest audition ever, pretending to pee, pretending to get killed, pretending to see Jason. And yep. by that time, I had been in a few horror films. <coughs> Drink of water. And um, and I had getting killed down by that time. And I was like, gotcha. They're like, here's what you got to do. You're doing this. And I just I just did it. And uh, I gave I gave good death. So, uh, and I also have the kind of face you want to hit with a butcher knife. So, uh, uh, I got it. And then we started filming like a week later. It was just the most fun ever. All right. Awesome. That's, that's great. So you spoke about John Carl Buchler, uh, you know, God rest his soul. He passed away. Sad. That's really sad. Yes. Um, how was Very he as sad. a director? He was incredible. I was always surprised that he did not have a massive career. He's a very, mm-hmm. very good director a very funny and nice person. There's not one moment you were around John Beekler where he was ever rude or mean. I wish I could say the same for myself when I'm directing. I'm like snapping at everyone. He never did that. He was really good. He was super smart. And, you know, they cut his movie to ribbons. They cut out all the kills and everything in it. Um, but he was a great director and he was an even better friend. And uh, I miss him terribly. Yeah, that's sad though how they butchered mm-hmm. that movie because the movie, like I still, it's one of my favorites in the franchise. It really is. I really enjoy that movie. Like I said, just from a personal standpoint of it being my first ever, not just Friday the Thirteenth movie, but horror movie I've ever saw. You know mm-hmm. that that just from a childhood, you know, personal effect. That's why it's my favorite. On top of that, I really enjoy the storyline of it. I really like the telekinesis of it and all that stuff. Yeah, um, me too. And I think if they kept the blood in there, or at least more blood than what was actually given it would have been absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal yeah like, yeah had yeah that it's war it, it's really a shame that the studio didn't save all the stuff to like make an uncut version they would have made a fortune on it you know i know there's one floating around that's just the work print you know yeah. it's, it's really hard to watch it's hard to look at it's hard to you know it's, it's not very good quality yeah yeah it, almost it, all the movies that all the movies that i've been in that's happened where it was it was really good and gory and then they cut it out it's like well you know it's like with chainsaw massacre it's like well if you go if you go to the movies to see a movie called chainsaw massacre you're expecting to see blood and gore like we're not that we're not stupid horror fans you know like i don't know why they always feel like they have to help us by cutting it out you know exactly like it really it it just doesn't make sense to me so about your death scene how was it filmed and prepped and was your scene butchered so to speak by the (laughs) mpw Well, the funny thing is, is we were filming. Well, the weird thing is, is sometimes I'm a vision. So sometimes I would be in the cabin, like puking blood up. I actually, that shot, um, if anybody's really familiar with the project, there's a shot where Lar Park Lincoln is in a kitchen and she sees me like getting killed by Jason and like throwing up blood. That was actually Kane's very first shot as Jason and my very first shot um, in the movie. So I went there into that cabin set the cabin the inside of the cabin was filmed in la and the outside was filmed in point claire alabama which is no longer there thanks to a hurricane um but anyway um yeah i uh they put oh this horrible salty horrible mouth blood and they gave it to me and uh 
And then we did it over and over and over again. It's disgusting <laughs> and gross and really fun. But then when I did outside, we were filming in this like forest in uh, mm -hmm. uh, Point Clear, Alabama. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, was filled with lime ticks. So they had me crawling uh, and hanging in a tree and doing all this stuff. And oh my gosh, all I was so worried about getting bit by a lime tick. I'm such a pussy. I was just, even when I was hanging in that tree, it's <laughs> all I could think about. But um, my death was is pretty, it was a lot more bloody. It was more puking. You know, he throws that like camping tent spike, like it's kind of like a paper airplane stuck in me. And then I was puking blood and all this stuff they, they really cut it really fast where it's just like it goes in me he picks me up and throws yeah. me over it's just you know they cut easily five seconds out of it just to make, which is silly because it would have yeah. been more fun you know exactly now uh, the t the tent spike now how how did that get when he threw that was that just like uh he threw it type of thing and then they cut and then he, the tent spike just yeah played. they had they had a um so they had Kane standing on one side, and they had a fishing line that mm -hmm. went from his, like, right shoulder to the tree mm -hmm. uh, ahead of me. So it was really taut. And the camping tent spike was a plastic one that had holes drilled in it, and it was, it was put on that fishing line. Mm -hmm. And then they had one that pulled it. So <clears throat> they were with him, and he just made the motion like he threw it, and then they mm -hmm. just had the camera go like that, and I had another one that was already stuck in my back. Nice. So they whipped over, so it looked like it had flown over to me. And I think I think they also shot coverage of it, so I might be uh, simplifying. It might be a little more difficult right. than that, but it's basically that's what happened. It was on a fishing line flying, and then I had one that was stuck in me. Nice. And <laughs> then uh, you'll see whenever Kane is lifting me up, you see my face going like, ah! Kane was like just cramming that thing in my back. It's hilarious. Like I'm not acting at all. You know, when you're with Kane Hodder and he's Jason, if he tells you to run, you better run because he's so into it. You yeah. know, he doesn't talk. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't talk to you. He just stares at you with the mask on. And I love that guy. I've worked with him for so many years. I just think he's the greatest guy ever. Nice. And I forget who it was. I interviewed somebody, and I, I don't think it was, like, at somebody in Friday the 13th. I'm pretty sure it was, like, an indie filmmaker. And mm -hmm. uh, they told me that, uh, like, when you meet Kane Hodder um, at a convention or whatever, he gives you the option to choke you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Jason. And uh, and somebody asked him to, to like the the guy that was telling me the story asked him to take the picture of Jason choking him, and he didn't know how to work this camera. This is one of those old school cameras that has like million different buttons on it. It's like which one do you yeah. press? You know, take the picture. And uh -huh. uh, he, and by the time he he's looking at it to figure it out, the guy's turning blue. <laughs> Because Kane oh, yeah. really chokes you, and he's trying to figure yeah. out how do I take this freaking picture? And this guy's yeah. turning blue, and he's like, "Okay, can you please stop choking him for a second so he doesn't die and pass yeah, out?" Or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Help me figure I out how to he, take. This I think he's. I think he stopped choking people because I think I think somebody got. I think I don't know if it was that moment, but I think somebody got their neck cracked, you know. Ooh, and so yeah. he's like, he won't he won't do it anymore. And then there was another time he told me that. You know, he has his fake machete that he has uh -huh. with him when he's Jason. And then I guess some kid came in with, with a, a photorealistic one from the movie that was a real machete. Uh -huh. And while they were all getting ready, the kid had put his down on the table. And Kane picked up the real one and held it on someone's throat and cut their, like, cut him a little bit. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. You got a little scar on your neck from uh, Jason Voorhees. That's that's pretty cool. As long as your head is still on your shoulders. Cool. Yeah, yeah. As long as he doesn't cut yeah. any major arteries or any major yeah, veins, right. then give me I a scar, think- please, Kane. <laughs> I talked to him. He's like, I don't do that anymore. It's too dangerous. It's like, all right, okay. I, I really want to interview Kane Hodder, but every time I reach out to his agent Judy, um, he's not available or he's he's always. Well, you know, I think I, I think uh, he's gonna start his own podcast. I heard. Okay. And so I heard he's stopping doing. I mean, I, I'm happy to be on your show, but we do get asked a lot, and especially yeah. for someone like me, like I'm not really that big of a deal. And mm-hmm. uh, so after, I mean, sometimes we just don't. We don't sometimes we just don't say yes because it's like, how much more do people need right. to hear about me? But I mean, you're you're a good interviewer, so you're getting it out of me. But like, right? I think he I right. think he's the same way. It's like after a while, it's like, oh my god, like, right. I can't talk about myself anymore, and especially you know he really gets it, you know. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I mean, he was Jason in four movies, and he's probably he's most yeah. people know that when they when you associate Kane Hodder with any movie role he's ever done, it's always Jason, Jason, Jason. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. So, uh, what, speaking of Kane Hodder, what was it like working with him? Great. It's like I said, he's always in character when he's in the Jason outfit. He won't talk to you. He's a hilarious, hilarious person. He's a very close friend of mine. Uh, we were both sadly there with John Beekler on his last day on Earth at the hospital. I mean, I'm I'm constantly in touch with Kane, even if we're not working together. He's just a great guy. He's just, he's just a very, very funny, funny, funny person. A very good stunt man and, and a decent guy. Great. And, <laughs> that's, and he's is he is one of my he's like definitely my favorite Jason. Between him and Ted White, those two are I love them as Jason and Kane. He, he you could tell he he really made Jason his own. Like he didn't yeah. he really made that character his own and he did it he did it he did that job justice. I, I really enjoy him as as that character. He really did. He should only I hate to sound like a fan a fanboy, but he should really be the only one that does it because he really does it right, you know. Absolutely. And when, when Freddy versus Jason came out and everything, I I was so disappointed when he didn't do that. I role. know, I don't know. I can't believe they did not let him yeah. do it. I don't know why. Right. I don't know if it was a money thing or or I don't know. Right. Weird. I don't know. And it's sad because but, I, he he would have definitely made that movie so much better. Yeah. Just, did you like that movie? I liked it. I liked it. I really did like it. Yeah. I, I just the only thing was Jason seemed different than original because it wasn't yeah. Kane Hodder that I'm used to that yeah, I like. It's a little a little too athletic looking. Yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, I agree. Kane's that. got that. Kane's got that like barrel chest and all that stuff. He just he looks like Jason Voorhees. You better get up yes, here. He does. <laughs> My little dog's trying to. He's gonna come up. Come sit by me. So, what was the best part about filming Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven: The New Blood, and what was the worst? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, the best part of it was getting in the movie because uh, <laughs> at that time period, if you were a young dopey actor like I was. Mm-hmm. And you were in a Friday the 13th. You were in an alumni of working actors. And if a casting director read on uh, your resume that you were in a Friday the 13th, that means you had a good agent because everybody in town will get submitted. So that means you have a good agent. It means you, you're not screwing it up. I wasn't brilliant yeah. in the movie, but, you know, they knew that you weren't. You're, if you're in a Paramount movie. Mm-hmm. So you just get a lot of other movies. And, and, and from being in... In a Friday the 13th, it, it gave me, as a horror fan and a performer, it gave me a lot of oppor- opportunity to do other 
horror films, which I was thrilled to do. I mean, I went around the world doing them. And so that part was really good. The bad part, which is in my book, I won't give you too many details, but um, I may or may not have been uh, very inebriated and stole a golf cart at the hotel and accidentally drove it into Mobile Bay. Oh, oh, oh. I can't wait to read that story. (laughs) You you won't believe it. You will not believe it. You will oh. not believe it. And that is I and I didn't steal the golf cart once. I stole the golf cart twice because I was Ooh. so hammered. We had all just got there and we all got really drunk. And I stole the golf cart and was driving right. around. And then they they took me to my room and put me to bed. And then after they left, I got back up and stole it again and was driving around and ended up driving That's it off hilarious. the pier. So That's hilarious. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, uh, the dialogue the dialogue that I had with my agent the next morning was not the most fun dialogue, but uh, it does make for a good reading of a good story. That is awesome. And also yeah. the mention where you said about the best part about being in the movie and of course being in the Paramount movie. I mean, also the fact that you get killed by Jason. I mean, that's amazing in a, in and of itself. It, it, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you felt you you could not help but to feel special and also they spent the right amount of money on those movies where you had your own dressing room and your own hotel room and you fly you out there first class and Mm -hmm. there was no expense and you just it 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 raises your confidence and that's really you know i'm wondering if if henry's ever going to make the couch soft enough where he can lay down (laughs) henry it's soft enough he's so cute Oh my God. He's a little puppet. And I, I, I even see when Kane does the scene with, uh, when after he kills Ben and then he goes for Kate, um, played by Diane Almeida. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, and he ends up grab. you could tell when he grabs her hair, it's not like he's gingerly doing it. Like he freaking grabbed her hair. Oh no. Yeah. No, there's no doubt that he's, uh, Jason when he's in the costume, he does, he does stay in character the whole time. It's hilarious. Every time I see that death, I'm like, ouch, he pulled that hair. They should be doing a Friday the 13th TV series, and he should be in it right now. Now, what these guys are wasting their time with all this bickering over who owns the name, and it's just absolutely Uh, ridiculous. And there's tons of of money to be had, fellas. You're getting older. Fucking figure it out. And right. Get money, you know? And, and like, don't do on. the whole uh, Friday the 13th series they did in the 90s with the Miss. No. Miss- oh, my oh, God. That. Did that, piss you- that Oh, that pissed me off so bad. I was so excited that it was going to be on. I know. And then I watched it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, no. <laughs> the thing is. Like, the episodes didn't even take place on Friday the 13th. It's just like. They just stole the name to benefit off of Jason Voorhees in that it was franchise. so bad so bad and i didn't like uh i didn't like jason goes to hell either i didn't i thought that was a weird a weird one yeah my friends did the effects on it and i think kane was in that one right yeah Yeah, kane was in that one i interviewed a lot of people from that one actually i interviewed adam marcus the director um i interviewed uh julie michaels who played the fbi agent at the beginning that you were Mm -hmm. kind of tricked into thinking it's going to be the final girl um and i interviewed creighton duke the bounty hunter um, I have an interview tomorrow, actually, with Stephen Culp, who played Robert Campbell, the newscaster. I interview him oh, cool. tomorrow at 3. He's, he was also in a bunch of stuff like uh, um, How to Get Away with Murder, Scream Queens, American Horror Story. He was in a bunch wow, of – Wow, that's cool. What, that, what's your favorite uh, Friday the 13th? Um, part 7 for sure um, and part 4. I love 
part two so much. I do. Because I love that Jason. That's a really good looking Jason. That's scary, you know. When he leaped through that window, that just scared the hell out of me. I like the first one, of course. But part two is my favorite. I do like the one that I'm in, but not because I'm in it. I'm certainly not in it enough to like care about what I did in it. Um, I like that one. Absolutely hated the space one. <laughs> I'm surprised they never did a snow one. Isn't that weird? They didn't do like a winter it's one. It's funny that you mentioned that. The, the uh, director of part six, Tommy McLaughlin, I interviewed him. And yeah. uh, he uh, actually has a script for when this whole pandemic thing is, I mean, not pandemic thing, when the whole uh, legal thing is situated. He's going to yeah. Paramount or New Line Cinema, whoever has the rights, he's going to go to them, and he wrote a script of Jason in the Snow. Yeah, they need to do that. There's so many cool yep. things. You can put somebody under the ice. You can stab yep. them with the icicle. You can stab yep. them with the ski pole. You, know, you can stab like, them with, uh, you know, decapitate them with the hockey stick. Right. Shove them in boiling hot chocolate, you know. Oh, that'd be great. On. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My friend uh, Leslie Jordan was in yeah. one of them and his face got it smashed. Goes to hell. Deep Ryer, yeah. Yep. He said it was he said it was root beer. He was like, "Oh, yep, my I, God. I was like I interviewed his uh his uh, wife in the movie uh Rusty Schwimmer. Yeah. She's a really good friend of mine. Yeah. Nice. And I interviewed his uh son in the movie uh, Adam Craner. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, she's really cool. She's amazing. Yeah, she really is. She was she was a yeah. such a sweetheart. And uh it's funny because uh she uh she had I added her on fa- uh on Facebook because that's usually where I add a lot of the my people that I try to get in touch with. Cause it's easier uh-huh. doing that through agents and everything like that. Um and for I sure. reached out to her and she read the message and she didn't get back to me for like two days and and then she agreed to it. And when we were having the interview, um I said she I forget how it all started but she mentioned about how uh she got my my um my uh message and she uh she before she even thought of responding the first thing she went to is she recognized the name Adam Marcus as one of the people that I interviewed in the past because I mentioned in the email in the message that I interviewed Adam Marcus so she reached out to Adam Marcus and said hey Adam uh this Scotty McCoy wants to interview me do you know anything about him what's the the up and up on him because I want to make sure that he's not like a creeper or a or a bad <laughs> yeah, right. type of thing and he's like right. Adam Adam's like he's a good guy he goes I actually bought his is a Friday the 13th trivia book and it's it's really good he actually promoted oh, cool. my so oh that's cool yeah. i didn't know you wrote that yep i i wrote the ultimate friday the 13th trivia book so yeah that's cool congratulations thank you thank you so yeah, yeah and so she's like immediately once he gave the gave the he's a he's a hands down amazing guy she's like i had to do this interview oh that's cool, <laughs> cool which is pretty cool, cool. getting a, getting a you know a, a nice thing from uh adam marks and rushy swimmer that's pretty darn cool very cool, very that's cool. 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 Yeah, she's a very accomplished actress. She really is. I think she was. Yeah. Uh, she was. She just filmed, or it was about to air, um, an NCIS or something like that, or a Chicago PD or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. That and then she was in like the Little, Little Princess, and she's in yeah. Perfect Storm. Yeah, she was in a lot of. She's good in some stuff. big movies. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, what was your most memorable moment while filming Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven? Well, I would have to say certainly driving a golf cart off a pier sticks out in my head. Um, I would also say seeing the uh, seeing the house explode and, you know, them originally setting up. So just the windows are supposed to blow out of it and the entire house gets vaporized right right in front of you. I'd have Mm -hmm. to say that was the highlight. Nice. So what do you think about zombie dad at the end? 
that's okay. It felt kind of poked in there. I think that personally, I think that the movie should have ended with the house exploding. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how Jason, mm-hmm. you know, kind of was put down. Um, yeah. Other than that, if they wanted to do that, I think John Carl Buechler's idea should have stayed in, not Barbara Sack, well, you know, nixing that yeah, where. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Um, um, but the zombie dad was in there because the house was not supposed to blow up that big. It was supposed to just oh. be a little bit. So that's why it would have made a little bit more sense because mm. Jason would clearly still be alive. The problem is it wasn't a problem because it was so amazing, but nobody thought the whole entire house was going to vaporize. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and, I mean, you and, have to understand that was real lumber and real wood. That wasn't like a balsa wood house. That was a real facade that was made out of heavy lumber. In, 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 in fact, when, um, when the roof of the front porch fell on Kane, that was real wood. That wasn't lightweight wood. That's mm-hmm. why when you see it fall and you see him go straight down, it's because it's so heavy. Wow. It, it's, he's like the most extraordinary stuntman who's ever lived, I he, think. He's, you know? he's a champ. <laughs> he's a yeah. champ. And, and the thing For and sure. Also, and also, like, Z- Zombie Dad, like, he was, like, because of Barbara Sachs, he was, like, just looked like he was in a coal mine for, like, five minutes and he got, like, this dust on his face. And like, believe me, they just, they threw that makeup together and that was just all made up at the last minute. And right. that wasn't even a, it wasn't even a planned makeup. It was just right out of the kit. Just right. dual, you know, latex on his face. It was like an Italian, like, you know, Italian <laughs> zombie movie makeup. Right. And I, I think they, the, if they, like, they could have, uh, if they did John Carl Buechler's idea, it would have just been so much better. I don't know if it was because of fun. Yeah. I mean, I just think it was kind of forced. Like you said, Really no, worked. they poked it. They poked it in there. It was he didn't want that to be in there, right? But anyway, so how about this one? Uh, I interviewed Terry Kaiser from Part Seven, and uh, he mentioned that there were rattlesnakes and alligators around while filming. Did you happen? Oh to my see god! Any? Everywhere, everywhere. I didn't <laughs> see any rattlesnakes. I would have like been up a tree. There was a man on set with us called Gator Man that had a shotgun. In every in every scene, he would go and walk around and make sure there's no alligators out there and then he'd be standing right by the camera with the gun it it was nuts every fucking horror film that i've ever been in it was on chainsaw massacre too there was a there was a rattlesnake guy because we were out in valencia and it was summer and they have these sticks and they stick these sticks in the you know they tap the ground i directed a movie last summer where we had a rattlesnake guy it was like I had to wear boots, like special boots to cover your ankles. So let's say the rattlesnakes can't bite through. It's like, oh my God, do I love filmmaking this much that I want to die at the mouth of a rattlesnake? But yes, that is a true story. That's a nice. true story. Harry Kaiser, I met, oh, he was funny about it. He was like, he's like, every single time I had to do a take, especially when I had to do the, the stunt when I ended up getting pushed backwards, I was afraid that I was going to end up in the mouth of an alligator. Yeah, well, what about Heidi Kozak? I just swim in that. Oh my God, I know. She got hypothermia. It was so freezing cold. Yeah, I interviewed. Now that her. was a movie. That was a movie where it was supposed to be summer, and it was like point zero Celsius. Yeah. It was freezing, so we'd all be, you know, pretending like it was hot, and then cut, and then they throw like giant, you know, parkas on us to stay warm. But she had to swim in the water. I don't know how she did it. And it she wasn't was like just swimming a, in the water. She was completely naked. You know, completely oh. naked. And with alligators. And, yeah. Fucking ridiculous. 
I would have been freak. I would have been shitting my pants. I would have never have done that in a million years. She was, she was such a team player, man. That's great. And, and I she, did interview her, and she mentioned that as well in that story. And that that I was like, oh my god, can you imagine? I said, yeah. what were you thinking? She's like, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, she just said, yeah, I'll do it. Whatever, you know. Right. So yeah. crazy. So the last question I got for you, um, of course, anything else, do you, um, including other projects, websites, social media accounts that you'd like to promote to our viewing and listening audience, and also do one last plug for your book and, and your show. Okay, cool. Well, I'm on Instagram, the William Butler. Yeah. Uh, I usually put updates on everything that I have going on, Miskatonic University, on my book, and the stuff that I've been lucky enough to be in. Um, and again, you can watch Miskatonic University on amazon prime mm-hmm. um or which i highly recommend you can watch it on the full moon features app which is an app that charlie band has all his entire library on like like thousands over two thousand movies on there and then he also has these obscure horror italian horror films spanish horror films softcore porn stuff that's like really cool back when they used to actually spend money doing that kind of stuff you know um the craziest, like, weird, like, the Swedish, you know, stewardesses and, like, these weird kind of 70s movies. I just love it. It's, like, it's really, I go there, like, once a week. It's, like, it's like having your own, like, mom and pop, like, video store. It's, like, all these weird movies that you would right. rent just to check out, you know. Then none of them, like, none of them are, like, anything to, like, that's not going to win an Oscar. But it's definitely entertaining. I would recommend that. And then, um. You know, yeah, just you can get a hold of me through the William Butler and uh, uh, on Instagram. That's the main place that I keep updated. And just please check out my book. Again, it's uh, you can pre-order it now. And that's all. I think I've done enough uh, shuckstering. <laughs> uh, I just am. A, I really appreciate. I love the fans so much, and I'm so appreciative that some of these movies that I've done over 30 years ago, people still. Mm-hmm. Uh, have so much uh, affinity and love for and it's always so surprising when people recognize me from them or 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 like me in one of them like because I'm more more surprised than anybody that I was in any of them so it's just it's a gift that keeps on giving you know absolutely and I thank you so much for your time it's been an honor yes. to interview you it's I mean I'm glad we got to make this happen after you know I think I reached out to you when was it like January and you're like yeah how about filming. February and then yeah. that got postponed and now we're in March but hey we made uh, it yeah. happen yes and thank you so much you're an amazing interviewer and uh, I make sure you send me a link where I can see your other stuff I'd like to see some of your other interviews absolutely um I, I, it's on apple podcast that's where i get a lot of my a lot of people that view it and everything um i just created um a, a new youtube channel slasher scotty so they don't have a lot of views or a lot of subscribers on there because i used to just create a originally i was doing the interviews back when i first started in 2016 um i i was doing them just for like a book they weren't even going to be released at all and then i made them into sneak peeks so like that way I could keep it interesting for a book, but then I'm like, I don't want to do this for a book. Like let people hear the full interview. So I, yeah. that's where I just created the slasher Scotty banner. And now I do on top of that, like I was, it's funny that you, uh, when you messaged me like, Oh, I'm home. I was like so happy because I, I'm starting to film uh, about three more episodes for my YouTube channel. Um, I do a, like a rankings video. Top oh, cool. And uh, all cool. that, and um, I'm, do- I'm going to be doing a body count episode where I go through every single horror movie, pretty much in history, one episode. Oh, uh, cool! Doing a body I love count. those videos. That's yeah. I love those videos on YouTube where they have 
every single person's ever killed in a Friday the 13th yeah. in one video. It's yeah. so much fun. And it's also yes. so weird to be watching it and to be into it and then suddenly see my own face on there. You know? Absolutely. All this stuff I'll say before I hang up and I know you have stuff to do. It's so weird to have been in so many movies that sometimes I'm asleep at like three in the morning and I have I fall asleep with the TV on and I hear my own voice like, you know, screaming and being murdered and I wake up and go like, oh my God, I had this giant horror film career that I've, it feels like a different life, you know? Agreed. But anyway, thank you again. Thank you but again, you're a marvelous you. guy. Yep, and of I course. will send you the link to my Slasher Scotty account. Um, of course, so you can listen to all the full interviews on there. I've been recently doing Zoom interviews because of the pandemic, so you can see a lot of the Zoom interviews on there. Um, before I let okay. you go, though, just want to let everybody know, if you're watching this on YouTube, give me a subscription. If you're uh, listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other 25-plus podcasting platforms, uh, give me a rate, review, comment, whatever you want to do, uh, subscribe, whatever you can do on there as well. And again, thank you, William. Thank you, Billy, for uh, thank- I really appreciate it. You have a good rest of your day. You too. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.